a fresh wave of your spirit. Help us to feel your presence. Help us to be sensitive to your spirit. Help us not to grieve you this morning, Holy Spirit. Oh, we welcome you this morning. We welcome you this morning. Oh, Father God, we welcome your spirit, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you once again. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. We give you glory and we give you honor this morning. We give you honor. We give you honor. We give you honor this morning. Have your way. Have your way. Whisper in the ears of your people, Holy Spirit. Unstop the ears and open the eyes this morning. God, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for a time of prayer. The Bible says man should always pray and not faint. Good morning, Zion Hill. Good morning, Zion Hill. Good morning, Zion Hill. For truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. And that's something that we can share in, and that's love. What the world needs more of. Good morning. My name is Minister Clarence Smith, and I'll be doing the prayer and the welcoming. Okay. If you're a guest worshiping with us for the first time, we want to say thank you. And we want to remind you that after service, you can stop by the guest station and receive a gift. And if you are one of our online listeners, viewing, we pray and thank God for you as well. And we just ask that you have your, let the Lord work in your life this morning like never ever before if you're watching from online. Hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you for your presence. It's real this day, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for Psalms 100 and verse 4 says, Enter your gates with thanksgiving. Enter your court with praise. Be thankful unto you and bless your holy and your wonderful name. So we don't want to miss out on that. We don't want to miss out on praising you, Lord God. We thank you for every family that's represented here this morning, Lord God, and that you will bless them with the blessings that you see they stand in need of, Lord God. We want to bless you, Father God, and thank you for the under-shepherd, the angel of the house. Strengthen him. Use him this day, this morning, Father God, like never, ever before, Lord God. We thank you for brand new mercy with benefits, for healing, for deliverance, for inner strength. We thank you, Father God, for your word. Say, our youth is renewed. Our soul is restored. Oh, Father God, whatever you're doing today, don't do it without us. If you can use anything or anybody, here we are. We give ourselves away, Lord God. Our life is not our own. We belong to you. We work for you, Lord God. Oh, Lord, we just want to put a smile on your face. How about Father, Daddy? We want to put a smile on your face. We thank you for your words. Say, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. 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 Let's stand on our feet and give God some praise, everybody. Hallelujah. Clap your hands like this. Come on. We want to celebrate the heritage of Africa today. So can you join with us? And make some noise right there. Make some noise in the house. If you're streaming, feel free to join with us as well. Come on, say all the other gods say all the other. 
They are the works of man. They are the works of man. But say you are the most high God. There is none like there you. Is none Come on, everybody, say all the other gods. All are. the other gods. They are the works of men. But you are the most high God. Come on, everybody, say there is none like you. Now move around and say, Jehovah, you are the most high. The most high God.
for being a good God. You're a good God. You're a good God. I will bless you at all times and your praise shall continually be in my life. You are good and your mercy is forever.
Oh, Father God, we don't take that lightly, Father God, for the activities of our land, Father God, to be able to get up this morning, to be able to get up on a work day and to go to work, Lord God, not for a living, but for a giving. We don't work to live. We work to give, to help spread the gospel. Father God, we thank you for the under shepherd, Father God, for the vision you have given him, Father God, to see, to do, Father God. Help us, Father God, to, to be supportive, Father God, and to be on one accord and to be in agreement, Lord God, with a spirit of unity, Lord God. For, oh, Father God, we desire to have treasures in heaven, Father God, where we know thieves, rust, and moat can't mess with them, Lord God. So, Father God, we want to go higher this morning, Father God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless this time of giving, Amen. Usher, you come forward.
Can we stay old school just for a second? Song says, God me older, great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. Help us say, God.
praise the Lord. Will you help me thank God for our music department, our worship team, our choir, our musicians. No, we can do better than that. Let's show our appreciation. What a blessing. It is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord one more time. We thank God for all of you, for all the praise report. We are always grateful that God is blessing our church. Let us not be weary in well-doing. In due season, we shall reap if we don't faint. So let's continue to lift up one another and encourage one another with the word of God. Even the Bible recognizes the importance of encouraging one another. We, we pray for those who are in bereavement. And we thank God for those who are getting married. We are grateful for those who are in retirement. Amen. So everywhere we turn, the Lord is blessing. And thank God for healing miracles in the house. Amen. If you have your Bible with you, will you please stand with me in reference to the Word of God? Let's look at a very familiar scripture this morning. And that is the book of Psalms, chapter 23. And I just want to call your attention to a few things. Amen. The book of Psalms, chapter 23, verse number 4. If you find it, please say amen. The Bible said, Yea, do I walk through the valley. That's it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence in the house. Thank you for an atmosphere of worship. Lord, we ask that you continue what you've started. Find this flame, oh God, that people might see Christ. Glorify yourself in the house. Cause men and women to come unto you. And Lord, I pray that you will use your servant for your glory. I ask for more of you and less of us. All of you and none of us. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Keep Pressing On. Keep Pressing On. For those of you who are joining us, not just here in the house, but through television, radio, social media, 
we are celebrating the Black History Month throughout the month of February. And this is when we, we celebrate accomplishments and contributions that our people have made to make America great. And this is not just a message for black people. The gospel of Jesus Christ applies to everybody. Black, white, Jews, Gentiles, Catholic, Protestant, anyone. We can use help from heaven. The passage I just read to your hearing clearly shows that life is a journey. And to get to your destination, you must pass through the valley. If you don't hear anything else, I have to say, please take note of that. While you journey through life, there is a place called valley that all of us must go through. So the question must be asked, what is a valley? I remember when I was in high school, we learned a little geography. And a valley was defined as a low land between two hills. A low land between two hills or two mountains. Ladies and gentlemen, but that lowland is very important because it's a pathway to destiny. But it's a lowland. Life is not always about being on top of the mountain. At some point, you may have to pass through a lowland. In life, you will notice there are different types of valley, different types of lowland. Some of us, we have been through valley of difficulties. Am I right about it? Some have been through a valley of rough time. Some have been through a valley of financial trouble. Some of us have been through valley of relationship. And some have been through career valleys. That you pursue a career and you find yourself struggling in that career. There are other types of valleys, such as a valley of sickness. Some of you have been admitted in the hospital, you know what it is for somebody to wake you up in the middle of the night. There is the valley of loneliness that you just wish you have somebody to relate to. Believe it or not, there is a valley of death. There are some of us who have witnessed loved ones die. Even sometimes after you've done everything to save their lives. There are people who have to deal with valley 
of slow business. You're trying to run a business and you're constantly running into challenges. There are some valleys that we call the valley of addiction. And yes, you're a child of God, but you can't seem to get rid of certain addiction in life. There are valleys of disappointment. You go through life, you find yourself being disappointed. There are valleys of pain. So when we talk about history, you need to know that people have been through all kinds of valleys. The good news, ladies and gentlemen, is that the valley is not your destiny. I believe I'll say that again. Whatever valley that you and I are going through is not our destiny. So in the name of Jesus Christ, someday we shall be free. Someday we shall overcome. Someday there's something called deliverance. And that's my prayer for all of us today. Please don't let your valley fool you. It's only temporary. Are you listening to me? Why is it temporary? Because God will have the final say. He created this whole world. And he's got the whole world in his hand. So if you are here today or you are out there listening to me, maybe you are frustrated about certain aspect of life. Maybe you've been disappointed and discouraged in life. The good news is that your valley experience is not permanent. Somebody ought to shout amen for that. And I hear the Lord say what we need to do while we're in the valley is to keep pressing on. God allows valleys. He allows you and me to go through some valley, not to hold you up, but really so that he might take you higher. If you've never been in a valley, you won't know what it means to go higher in life. So God allows you, me, every one of us to go through some things in life so that he can raise us up. The truth be told, you cannot reach your destiny until you go through the valley. If I want you, I look at somebody next to me and, and tell him or her neighbor, whatever you do, keep pressing on. You have just summarized that text in a nutshell. But I'm sure somebody will say, Brother Pastor, how can I press on? With all the dramas in the world today, how can anybody be able to press on? 
How can anyone press on with all the stress going on? With all the pain, with all the bad news, with all the issues facing this world, facing the state, facing the community. How can you say, keep pressing on? With all the dramas in our society, with all the tension in government, wars and rumors of wars. How can we press on with challenges even in the church of God? How can we press on with challenges in our homes? How can we press on when so many families are dysfunctional? We are dealing with issues even in our various homes. Brother Pastor, how can you say press on when we are dealing with health issues, health challenges. How can we press on when we are dealing with financial problems? Inflation is so high, prices of goods and services has gone beyond control. How can you come and say what to do is to press on? Pastor, how am I supposed to press on? Whenever you turn around, somebody is getting shot in the community. How can I press on with people mistreating other people? How can I press on in the midst of racism? How can I press on in the midst of hatred? Brother Pastor, where can we find strength to press on? In times like these, every time you turn on the news, it is depressing. You look at the bank account, it's depressing. Pastor, don't you get tired sometimes? I know you're a man of God, but don't you get discouraged sometimes? Don't you get frustrated sometimes? Don't you get weary sometimes? Every now and then you just feel like just walk out and quit. So where do we get the strength to press on? And the hard time that I'm talking about is not just for the pimps out there. Even Christians, people who profess to be born again. Holy Ghost baptized, speaking in tongues. It's hard sometimes. Life is rough. Life is tough. Life is tedious sometimes. The truth be told, you can be faithful and still be frustrated. The, the truth be told, you can be saved and still be struggling. Amen. You can be a believer and still have a lot of burden. Amen. The truth be told, you can be a worshiper Amen. and still be weary. Amen. The truth be told, you can be a praiser and you are living in pressure. Amen. So, Pastor, how can we press on? 
But I submit to you the road to any success must pass through the valley. If you want to get to where you're destined to be, you have to pass through the valley. Not out of valley, but through the valley. Many of us want to take a shortcut. And in the attempt to do that, we end up in jail. We end up losing our lives. So God did not say you're going to go to your destination out of the valley. But the passage I read to you say, though I walk through the valley. So in this life journey, this Christian journey, you have to go through the valley. Please notice that God never promised that you won't go through the valley. But notice also that God did promise that you will not go alone. And to me, that's something to shout about. When you know that you're not going through whatever you're going through all by yourself. Moses didn't mind going. Moses said, if you send me, I'll go. But I will not go unless you go with me. So when, when God said, you must pass through this valley of Becca, he assured you that you will not be traveling alone. Now, please notice that the devil wants you to give up. And there are many people who are giving up. The devil wants you to throw the tower. But you have to make sure that you build your faith in God. That you encourage yourself in the Lord. So whatever you may go through, you need to know that God is still God. You say, Pastor, I don't get it. How can I encourage myself when in January I had to deal with jealousy? In February, I had to deal with frustration. In March, I have to deal with all kinds of mess. In April, I have to deal with people aggravating me. In May, I have to deal with mistakes. In June, I have to deal with people jealousy, even the house of God. Then in July, I have to deal with folks doing gerrymandering, just defiding the state in such a way that my fault won't even matter. Pastor, how can I be able to press on? In August, I have to deal with adversity. How can I press on, brother pastor? In September, I have to deal with personal struggles. In October, I have to deal with obstacles. In November, I have to deal with nervousness. In December, I have to deal with total destruction of my home. How can I press on in the midst of all of these? But I hear God says, if you press on, there is a blessing on the other hand. Amen, somebody. The text says, Yea, though I walk through the valley, 
The brother that wrote this, you know him very well. His name is David. David, the youngest son of Mr. Jesse. David, the young man who fought lions. David, the young man who fought bears. This is the same David who fought Goliath. This is the same David who had to deal with an insecure king. This is the same David who had to deal with jealous men around him. He had to run for his life. This is David who knows something about love on the rooftop. This is David who had to learn to dodge the javelin of a wicked king trying to kill him. This is the same David that God said is a man after my own heart. With all of his fault, with all of his shortcomings, God still said, I love this man. Now David picked the pen one day, reflecting about his life. And he wrote what we just read to our hearing this morning. After everything he's been through, good, bad, and ugly, David said, let me raise my hand and testify. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't know about you, he said, I shall not want. I will not want for provision. I will not want for blessing. I will not want for miracles. I will not want for healing. I will not want for deliverance. No matter what I go through, the Lord is my shepherd. He said, let me tell you something else. This God of mine, he maketh me to lie down and look where he put me. In spite of what is going on in Washington, in spite of what is going on in Baton Rouge, in spite of what is going on in Sinla, in spite of what is going on in my neighborhood, God made me lie down in green pasture. Somebody shout hallelujah. And he said, don't think I'm just going through life blindfolded. He said, my God leaves me besides still water. Do you know what it means to be led through still water? I don't know about you. I don't want anything too fast for me. God has a way. He knows how far I can run. He knows how far I can walk. He will lead you besides still water. And when I'm down, have you ever been down in spirit? Have you ever been discouraged? Has anybody ever get on your nerves? I know I've been there, but God restored my soul. Every time I'm about to freak out, every time I'm about to snap, God calling and, and restored my soul. I would have lost my mind. I almost lost my mind. I would have done some crazy things that you will see and say, I never would believe a preacher would do that. But he restored my soul. Do I get a witness in the house? Somebody shout amen. And God will lead you in the path of righteousness. I cannot tell you I'm almost always holy. I cannot tell you I'm praying 
but thank God for his righteousness. He looked beyond my faults and saw my need. Do I have a witness in this house? God will lead you in the path of righteousness. I don't want to be righteous. I don't feel righteous. But oh, thank God that he's leading me. He's leading you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Then David said, Yea, though I walk. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Please notice what David said. He didn't say, Yea, though I sit down in the valley. Too many people are sitting down. Too many people are giving up. He didn't say, though I stay in the valley. He didn't say, though I live in the valley. He didn't say, though I'm having a pity party in the valley. Too many people just whining and complaining. Oh, this is not right. That one not right. Yeah, 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 yeah. While people are moving, there are people who are pressing on. And in this month, as we celebrate our history, I dare you to keep pressing on. Our forefather achieved our Lord because they pressed on. You can talk about the problem all day, but until you make up your mind and take personal responsibility, I'm going to make it. It don't matter who is in Washington. It don't matter who is fighting. It don't matter who is acting a fool. I made up my mind. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. We're going to live right. We're going to do the right thing. Is there anybody here ready to press on? The text says, Yea, though I walk through. That means the valley is not our destination. And please notice he said we're going to walk through. Not run through. There's a difference between crawling, walking, and running. Am I right about it? Why is it that he don't want us to run? Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's not good to rush through life. Are you still here? When you rush through the valley, you can miss the lesson. Because there's a lesson. God wants to teach us something. Those who are playing Super Bowl today, I guarantee you, they've been through some valley. They know what it is to lose. They know the agony of pain. In order for them to get to the Super Bowl, they have to go through various valleys. And you walk. You don't, you don't run through it. You don't want to miss the lesson that God is trying to teach you. Believe it or not, there are lessons in your loneliness. Believe it or not, there is a sermon in your sleeplessness. When you can't seem to find sleep at night. While everybody in the house is snoring. But you are awake. 
You know what I'm trying to tell you? There is diamond in your disaster. There is sapphires in your struggle. God has a gospel in your garbage. There are Jews in your junk. Everything that we go through, the Bible says, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his name. Am I still in the book? So don't rush through life. Walk through it. David said, I was glad I was walking, not running. He said, because while I was walking, I noticed one thing. What did you see, brother David? He said, I saw a shadow. He said, I saw a shadow of death. And you notice, David discovered one thing. He discovered that what he was losing sleep of, what he was worrying about, what he was crying about, what he was freaking out about, was only a shadow. I don't know who I'm talking to today. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're dealing with. But God sent me to remind you, it's not real, it's just a shadow. Amen, somebody. Pastor, I have so much bill to pay. Pastor, my child is not acting right. Pastor, my spouse is acting like a fool. I'm sick and tired of all the problems. But I hear the Lord say, what you're facing is just a shadow. Ladies and gentlemen, I discover that a lot of trouble that we face in life is nothing but a shadow. I am not a scientist, but I can tell you this much. If you see a shadow next to you on the floor, it also means there's a light shining not too far away from you. And I hear Jesus say, I am the light of this world. If you believe in me, even when you're dead, you will still live again. So please never believe the lies of this world. A light has to shine before you can have a shadow. So tell somebody next to you, it's just a shadow. I know you look like at your bank account and it don't look too good. But I say unto you, it's just a shadow. Amen, somebody. I know people are getting on your nerves. Welcome to the club. But that's just a shadow. So what you need to do is keep pressing on. What you need to do is keep moving. Keep walking through it. Because there's a blessing on the other side. So don't park your car in the middle of the valley. On the other side of pain, there is a blessing. On the other side of disappointment, there's a miracle. On the other side of grief, there is a bright day coming. Jesus said, and I believe it, is in the word of God, 
Even the psalmist allude to it that weeping may endure for the night. But there is something on the other side. So the, what you need to do is keep moving so that you can get to that other side. Let me tell you why we must press on. The reason why we must press on, ladies and gentlemen, is because God has gone before you. Brother Pastor, how you know God has gone before me? You see, here you are, you're trying to decide whether to walk through. But the Bible says, he prepared a table. See, that's somebody who's gone ahead and do something on your behalf. He already prepared a table before you in the present. Notice he did it before. And he did it in the face of your, of your player haters. The very people who are talking about you. The very people who are getting on your nerves. And you know something else? The Bible says not only has he gone ahead to prepare a table for you, he also anointed your head with oil. I happen to come from Africa. You see, that may be a Greek or Hebrew to you all, but the reason why we anoint our sheep, our lamb with oil, is because there are too many snakes. And the sheep cannot fight for itself. And the sheep has a habit of sticking his nose in the wrong places. Snakes in Africa, in Middle East, they live inside the ground. They're not on trees. They're not on the grass like you all do here. No, they're hiding inside the ground. And the dumb sheep come and stick its nose there. And then you get beaten. Oh, I wish I could preach sometimes. Only God knows how many wrong places you and I have stick our nose into. Only God knows how many wrong locations that you and I have put our, our nose in. But thank God for the anointing of all. When the shepherd anoints that sheep, that oil is a repellent to snakes. And any haters out there, when they see the oil, even when they're trying to bite you, it won't stick. Hallelujah. I thank God for the anointing of my life. I thank God if it has not been for the oil on my head, I would have been dead. Some people that hate you, you don't even know why they hate you. But thank God for the anointing. Tell your neighbor, I am anointed. Say it like you mean it, I am anointed. That is why I tell people all the time, you are too anointed to lose your cool. Don't let nobody push you to acting ugly. You are too anointed to act a fool. You are too anointed to act like the rest of them. You are anointed, you are appointed, you are destined for greatness. And you've got to see yourself as God sees you. Can I have an amen in the house? People trying to figure out sometimes, why is it that you are able to maintain your cool? It's not because you're too holy. It's because there is oil on your head. 
I'll be honest with you. I never go anywhere to preach or to speak without first putting oil on my own head. Because I know the power of the anointing. So you don't have to lose your mind. Even in the midst of trouble, don't lose your cool. Even in the midst of grief, don't lose your cool. Because there is an anointing upon your head. When you get oil on your head, you know what? You can slip through. When I say slip through, I mean S-L-I-P. You can slip through cancer. You can slip through leukemia. You can slip through hypertension. Things that are meant to kill you, you slide through it because the oil is upon your head. Is anybody here anointed in the house? So keep pressing on. I say keep pressing on. Don't give up on life. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your ministry. Those of you who are pastors out there, encourage yourself in the Lord. Knowing your knowing that storm don't last always. Am I right about it? What do we do, therefore, when we're in the valley? Number one, you have to learn to praise God in the valley. Are you still here? While you're going through the valley, learn to praise God. I have a saying here that I say, praise your way out of whatever valley you're going through. I cannot tell you that there will be no valley. God has programmed all of us to go through it because it is in the valley that he prepared us. Nobody get prepared on mountaintop. You celebrate God on mountaintop. But it is in the valley that you get to know God. You get to know him as a way maker. You get to know him as a Jehovah Jireh. You get to know him as a healer. That's where you go through things. And one way you can get out of the valley quick and in hurry is when you learn to praise God. I don't know what you're going through, but let me encourage you as a brother in the Lord. Praise your way out. Praise your way out of any valley. You don't need to be murmuring about it. You don't need to complain about it. You, you're in the valley. I'm in the valley. We are all going through it. This is life journey. And we are not here to stay. We are passing through. Another thing you need to learn to do while you're in the valley is to get a new perspective. What do I mean by that? You need to know the valley is not here to stop you. You're just passing through it. Because English is my second language, I literally look up the meaning of through. And when you have to pass through something, that means this too shall pass. And you just have to have a, a, a new perspective. Yes, you may be hurting in your body. Yes, you may be down in your spirit, but 
with a new perspective, you are saying to yourself and to God, I know this too shall pass. And you know something else that's so good about being in the valley? I told you over and over again throughout the year, God is in the valley with you. His name is Jehovah Shammah. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? God is with me. Maybe you are locked up in jail right now as you're listening to me. I was shocked when we, when we went to Angola. How many people said, we watch you every day. We listen to you every Sunday. And they were telling me the sermons that I've preached. Maybe you're locked up as you're listening or watching me right now. But in your spirit, you may be free like any bird. So get a new perspective. Nobody can hold you down. No grave can hold you down. No government can tie you down. No person on earth can hold you down. So get a new perspective. Remember, David faced Goliath in the valley. In the valley. When you hear about David and Goliath, that fight was in a valley of Elah. Take note, what you are saying in the valley also is important. I say, number one, praise your way out of it. Number two, get a new perspective. The Bible says while everybody is saying this, are going down, you should be saying this, are lifting up. Be positive. Get up every morning. Look yourself in the mirror and say, sir, we're going to make it. Don't let the bank account fool you. Don't let your unemployment fool you. You know you're knowing. God is preparing you. Even when you go for an interview and they say no. Just knowing you're knowing, better days are coming. Better job is coming. Better relationship is coming. Get a new perspective. Number three, I'm saying to you, know in your knowing that you're not alone. God is with you. Every one of you in the hospital right now listening to me, God is right there by your bedside. He said he would never leave you. He would never forsake you. He'd be a friend that's still closer than a brother. And please notice that David is saying what you say in the valley also matters. While he was in the valley facing that giant. Notice what he's saying. He said, you come with me. You come to me with sword and shield. I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. What you say matters. Why is that important? Because that determines how quickly you will get out of the valley. Don't own your sickness. Many of you, you forget that God don't make junk. God made you whole. 
But if all you talk about is my cancer, my leukemia, my this, where, why, when does that become your possession? Don't own any negative things. God can do anything but fail. There is nothing too hard for God. The things that are impossible for men, it is possible with God. I wish I had more time to develop this because one thing I noticed, David picked up five stones where? In the valley. The Federal Express didn't deliver stones. You know what that tell me? Even in the valley, there is provision. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right where you're going through, you can find, if you would just pay attention, if you would just let the joy of the Lord consume you, right there that people say you're in trouble, there is provision for them. My brothers and my sisters, notice he ended up, he said, my cup, run it over. Translation, because I keep pressing. Notice what's in my cup, joy. Because I keep pressing on, notice what's in my cup, the power of God, peace of God, happiness. While everybody is, oh my God, oh my God, no. You have peace, even in the midst of storm. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that your head is anointed. The oil, the anointing upon your head will get you out of trouble. The anointing will get you out. I am who I am today because of God's anointing. It amazes me how many doors are open just because of the anointing. I know, not trying to put myself down, I know I ain't qualified. I know I'm not good for many things that God allowed me to. What is the secret? The anointing. Anointing will make a way for you. Anointing will make even your enemy bless you. Anointing will make you escape death. Are you listening to me? So what am I trying to tell you in a nutshell? Your valley precedes your overflow. So if you like me, you want your cup to run and over. You want to have more, more joy, more peace, more happiness, deliverance, healing. You want the hand of God upon your life that everything you touch turns into gold. It takes the anointing. It takes walking through that valley. And that journey precedes your overflow. You know how the Bible says, put on the whole hammer of God? And then they list things. I say this and I shut up. Notice that all those items you put on protect the front of you, not the back of you. But you know, in my 62 years of living, I noticed the devil. Is coward. He is a coward. He would never attack you in front of you. 
The devil know I'm not too safe. I will beat the I will beat. So he's not gonna confront me, my friend. No devil is gonna attack my family in front of me. Don't be fooled by my nice smile. So because the enemy is a coward, guess where he wants to attack? Behind you. But I hear the Lord say, Surely, goodness, what else? Mercy, where is he? Behind you. So no devil can attack you because God's got your back. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. If you don't hear anything else, you need to know in your knowing God has your back. His goodness is following you. His mercy is following you. His favor is following you. Whatever the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for you. In Jesus' name, be not dismayed. Whatever be tied. God sent me to tell somebody, know in your knowing, God will take care of you. Oh, I wish I could go to somewhere, Popeye chicken or whatever, and just get you two-piece chicken and diet coke so I can testify how many times I stick my nose in the wrong things, how many times I messed up, how many times I screwed up. But thank God for the anointing. He anointed my head with all. He will look out for you. He will take care of you. Whatever the devil meant for you. God will turn it around for your good. I want us to go to the Lord in prayer. If you are able, get on your feet. I believe with all my heart, the best place to start is to accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. What will it profit a man? If you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul. In times like this, with so many things unstable, the one thing that is stable is Jesus. Thousands of years ago, his story has never changed. His witness has never changed. His proof never changed. If you're here and you don't even know whether or not you are saved, you have to be sure and be very sure. I'm glad you're in church. I'm glad you're listening, you're watching. I'm glad. I was, I was reading some text messages during the week. Some of you, even Brother Julian, and some of you, sister, you share with me all the good news that you're hearing about your pastor. But None of these messages will do you any good until you first accept Jesus. You will be shocked how many people are worshiping with you that you never met, that you don't know. And you will be amazed how many people who are not members of your church are sending money to your church to support your ministry. But you know, I'm grateful for all the community support. But the most important thing 
servant of God that you know God for yourself. So I want us to pray, hallelujah, for salvation of soul. Yes, we're going to go through the valley. God is with you. You're not alone. Yes, we're going to go through the valley. If you're one of his children, he will anoint your head with oil. Yes. Come somewhere. Come, come close to us. Hallelujah. I want everybody in this church that when we get to heaven, we can look around and say, ah, I know that one. Ah, these are my four. Ah, how you all doing? Hey, we made it. That is my prayer for this church. And let's believe God for our, our loved ones who are not saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father God, we thank you once again, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for the word that's been preached, Lord God. For we realize, Lord, there's life in the word, there's healing in the word, there's deliverance in the word. And Father God, we come standing in the gap, Lord God. For Lord, everyone that's lost, Lord God. Father God, we speak, Lord God, salvation over their lives, Lord God. We speak healing. We speak deliver. We speak wholeness. Father God, we pray, Lord, that their eyes would be open, Lord. That the ears of understanding, Lord, be open, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we come against the forces of the enemy, Lord God. That will try to keep them in bondage, Lord God. That will try to keep them deceived, Father God. Father God, we pray, Lord God. Lord God, that they would, Lord God, begin to move, Lord God. Begin, begin to, Lord God, accept you in their life, Lord. Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come in agreement, Lord God. You said life and death is in the power of the tongue. Father God, we come against every stronghold, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we lose the power of God, Father God. Lord God, wherever they're at, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to touch them right now. From the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Father God, we speak wholeness, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we speak a turnaround in their life, Father God. We speak a deeper hunger. We speak a deeper thirst, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, let the Spirit of God arise in them, Lord God. As Lord, as they give their lives to you, Lord God, as they turn, Lord God, Lord God, and rededicate their lives to you, Father God. Father God, we ask you to touch them right now. I need you to stretch your hand right now and begin to call out your loved one's name in the name of Jesus. Father God, touch them right now. Father God, touch them till they know it, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we speak life. We speak Speak wholeness, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just thank you right now. We thank you in advance, Lord God. You said, call those things be not as though they were, Father God. And Father God, we call it done right now, Lord. We call it done right now, in the name of Jesus. That they're rising up, Lord. That they're catching on fire, Lord. That they're burning with the Holy Ghost, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, just ask you to have you with us. We speak healing. We speak deliverance. We speak wholeness, Lord. Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, you said one shall flee a thousand, two shall flee ten thousand. Father God, we come this morning, not as a single anointing, but a corporate anointing. And Father God, we speak life, Lord God. Lord, those in the airways, Lord God, those that are in the living room, the dining room, Lord God, Father God, we speak healing right now, in the name of Jesus. Father God, take that alcoholic, Lord, take that drug, Lord God, dealer, in the name of Jesus. Take that, Lord God, that young girl, 
Lord God, that don't know which way to turn, that young man, Lord God, that's about to give his life, Lord God, for the God touch him right now. In the name, oh Lord, touch, hey, glory to God, in the name of Jesus. For the God, you said there's no distance in prayer. For the God, we actually touch them right now in the name of Jesus. And every one of our members, Lord God, near and far for the God. For the God, we speak healing to their bodies, Lord God. Lord God, in the name of Jesus. For the God, that you would strengthen them right now in the name. Let them know, Lord God, that you're still a healer. That you're still the same yesterday, today, and forever for the God. We speak it right now for the God. In the name of Jesus. For the God, continue to move by your spirit, Lord God. You said it, the anointing that destroyed the yoke. And we think that every yoke is destroyed. Every burden is lifted. In the name of Jesus. give you the honor. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you're going to do, Lord God. We just praise you. We just glorify you. We just magnify you. We call it done right now, Father God. In the name of Jesus, life will be in change. Souls are being saved, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you. Oh, y'all don't seem like y'all excited. Father God, we thank you. Father God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory, Lord God. And, and Father God, as we come to the close, Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to touch the man of God, that you would give him a fresh anointing, Father God. Touch his companion, Lord God, that you would continue, Lord, to move in the ministry, Lord God, that you would continue to use him in a mighty way, Lord God. We speak the word, Lord God. We speak strength. We speak life, Lord God. We speak wholeness Lord God in the name of Jesus for the God we thank you Lord God for the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness Lord God we give you all the honor we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory in Jesus name somebody say amen somebody say amen somebody say amen glory to God glory to God we want to invite you that amen that dedicated your life to the Lord amen after church if you want to become a member of this church praise God we'd ask you to come up amen after the service praise the Lord and maybe just want to meet the pastor and his companion glory we want to invite you and we thank you for coming out this morning amen glory to God amen so Father God we just Lord as we get ready to dismiss Amen. Father God, we ask you to continue, Lord, to move by your spirit. Father God, that you would continue to lead us and guide us, Father God. As Lord, Lord, let it help us, Lord, not just to be hearers of this word, but help us to be doers of this word, Father God. In the name of Jesus, where you get the glory and you get the honor, Lord God. Help us to decrease so you can increase, Father God. We thank and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. Look at your neighbor say, this too shall pass. God bless you. Glory to God. God bless.